Anybody had a crazy week this week? Yeah? Anybody still out of power? No? Was that a yes? Somebody out there still out of power? Uh, you did. You had a crazy week. Listen, the Stams had a crazy week. That's my family, the Stam family. We had a pretty crazy week. So here's how it went down. Last Sunday, Luke came home from college. It's his first year in college, so he came home on Sunday, which was awesome. We were all excited. Um, then on Monday, I don't know if you remember, a monsoon came, and we lost power. Um, and then as we lose power, Luke got sick. Okay, so the college gets home. We have no power. Everything's going down. Um, we have two girls. They had all the things to do this week, all the things. Um, we're also in the middle of building a house, and my husband is literally there every single night um, so that someday, eventually, we can move into our basement. Not even the top, just the basement, all right? This is what we're shooting for right now. Um, in the meantime, we're living with the sweetest friends, which takes on a whole new dimension when you've been there for almost five months and the power's been out for five days. Were we the last ones in Sanford to get power back? I think we were. They were down to two. We were down to two. Came back last night. Praise the Lord. We were very excited. Um, oh, and by the way, Christmas is actually tomorrow, right? Christmas is tomorrow. So that's been our week. Um, that's been our week. And now Luke is sick again, or else I would point him out and you guys could say hi to him. But he couldn't make it this morning because he's sick all over again. But you know what? The Lord has used every single bit of this crazy week. He does not waste a single detail, even when it's hard, even when it's frustrating, and even when it's sad. Even when you finally break down in tears in front of your friend because all you want is to be sleeping in your hovel of a basement for Christmas, but you know it isn't possible. So here's what the Lord kept reminding me of this week. He kept reminding me that in the middle of the chaos, that he was with me, that he is with us. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open up uh, to the first chapter of Matthew. Um, and if you don't have yours, we're gonna, you can follow right along on the screen um, as soon as it's up there. But here is what Matthew chapter 1, verse 8, starting in verse 18, has to say. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God 
with us. Did you know that the prophet that they're referring to is the prophet Isaiah, and he told God's people about Jesus 700 years before Jesus was born? 700 years! That makes my waiting for the basement seem pretty insignificant, right? But Jesus came 700 years after that prophecy, and he came to save us from our sins. He came to save us from ourselves, to show us the character of God in flesh so that we might understand exactly how he desires to be in a relationship with us, to understand that God wants more for us than to just follow the rules. He wants us to know him. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to rest in him. He wants for us to have a life and a hope. So some of you guys might be sitting out there saying, yeah, what does that even mean, Marissa? What does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? How is that even possible? First, do we believe that he's real? Do we believe that he lived? Do we believe that he was crucified and that he died for our sins? And you might be like, yeah, I'm on board with that. I'm totally on board with that. I might be working on the whole he rose from the dead thing right now. That's a little hard to kind of like wrap my brain around. Um, but you still might be saying, but I still don't understand how, how can I have a relationship with him? Um, I grew up in a faith tradition um, that gave me a really good foundation but it didn't really encourage me to read the Bible on my own. Anybody else? I, I went to church and I, I believed in God, um, but I didn't completely understand what it meant to follow Jesus because I didn't feel like I like knew him, knew him, right? Um, but here's the deal. We can be in a relationship with Jesus because he did rise from the dead. And because he does live, he conquered death, he ascended to heaven, right? Which blows my mind. I don't know what it looked like. I wasn't there, but there were people there who saw it. There were witnesses who saw him walk, and there were witnesses who saw him rise. And although he's not walking in flesh down the streets of Sanford today, he sent his Holy Spirit to literally live in us. And through the Holy Spirit, we can be in direct communion and direct communication with Jesus every day, any minute, any time. And if we pause long enough, we just might hear him. But who's had time to pause this week? I mean... You heard about my week, right? But pausing can definitely be that struggle, right? There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. A lot of us have a lot of demands on our lives, a lot of time constraints, work, family, other responsibilities. Then there's the season where there's the busyness and the hurry of all the things, all the things, whether it's finishing the shopping 
right? Going up and down the coast of Maine, trying to get the one thing, the one thing, to then to wrap the gifts and to cook the food and, and make it all hallmark magic-y, right? It takes us away, though. While those things are good and, like, there's nothing wrong with them, it can take us away from the things that really matter. But here's where the Lord reminds us so lovingly in his word. In Psalm 46, it says, and he says, be still and know that I am God. There's another version of this verse that says, cease striving. Cease striving and know that I am God. I'm not somebody who's real good at being still, okay? So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll be still. But when I heard that other verse that told me to cease striving, that one hit hard because there are times that I'm a, I'm a go mode kind of girl and we're going to get some stuff done around here, right? But for who? To what end? Marissa, st cease striving. Just stop. Be with me. Stop and let me carry you is what I felt like Jesus was saying to me. Stop and let me dry your tears because you don't have to do this alone. And maybe there's somebody out here this morning who needs to hear that. You don't have to do this alone. And maybe you feel alone today. Maybe while others are celebrating, you're just feeling sad. Maybe it's your first Christmas without somebody that you love, and that's really hard. Maybe someone you love is sick. Maybe finances are upside down. Maybe there's something that you're carrying today that is just exhausting. Maybe you're trying so hard to keep, to get, to keep it together that you're about to spin out. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But in the middle of the chaos, the Lord kept reminding me to cease striving. I had to remember that Jesus is present with me through his Holy Spirit, which lives in me, because I believe that he is who he says he is. And as a follower of Jesus, I had to remember that, that our kids don't need me running around and buying a bunch of stuff. Good thing, because there's not much under the tree. Okay? We don't even have space to put it right now. But what they do need is for me to be present for them. So they don't need the presence, but they do need our presence. Much like Jesus is present for us, we need to be present for our people. And as we go through today and as we go through tomorrow, that's going to matter more than anything else. The time that we spend together, regardless of our circumstances, will always matter a whole lot more than any new pair of Uggs or the latest tech gadget or even dark chocolate candy, which is delicious and good for you. That's what they say. So in order to have a relationship with Jesus, like any other relationship, it means that we need to spend time together, right? We have to get to know each other. So how do we do that? 
How do we do that? Well, part of that is exactly what we're doing right now, right? Here we are all gathered together to hear God's word and to worship collectively. And this is awesome. And it's important. And we need to do that together. But here's part of the struggle with it. Is that if that's all we're doing, we're not like in dialogue. Like as much as I'm talking to all of you, all of you aren't talking back to me. Right? We need opportunities to be able to dialogue about scripture and to dig into those hard questions that we have about what we believe and and what we're wrestling with and and where we want to go and and if you're a regular attender you know try as we might with the whole slido thing where you can put in questions right that's pretty cool anybody been listening to Josh on the podcast there's 3 of you which is awesome but even try as we might to be able to create that in this kind of environment it only goes so far, right? So that's why we gather together. That's why we gather together in small groups. Um, we get to dig in more. We get to learn. We get to wrestle with what we believe. We get to look at and be okay with what we don't understand, and we get to grow together. And there's more relationships, right? So we're starting with this relationship with Jesus, and now we've got relationships with people. It's like it matters. But much like in my own home where there's five of us, right? Like we can be our own little small group. But there's also times when I need to just be with my husband, Aaron. Because there are some things that we can't talk about effectively in the group. There are some things where we need that intimacy of relationship to be able to understand where one another's coming from, to work through what's hard, and to even celebrate what's beautiful. And so when we bring that back to Jesus, that's exactly what prayer looks like. Prayer is your time alone with Jesus, talking to him like with words, sometimes out loud, sometimes on paper if you're a journaler, sometimes in a barely audible whisper, And sometimes just in our heart, because here's the deal. He already knows. He already knows. It's about talking and it's about listening. It's about listening and waiting waiting patiently for him to respond. And sometimes that response will come through his word, right? Sometimes it's in a song, that you might hear, whether in here or or on the radio. Sometimes that response is just an impression on your heart or something that pops into your mind. That would be the Holy Spirit at work. But here's what I know. He is faithful. He is faithful. And if we can be still and cease striving long enough, he will respond. He will respond. And I know this because in the middle of the insanity this week, I felt his response through a passage from Paul in the book of Philippians. And in this letter that Paul wrote literally while in prison, he says in chapter 4, verse 11, For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Him, Emmanuel, God with us, content in all circumstances, content because of the hope that only comes through a relationship with Jesus, content to be exactly where he has me and waiting until what's next is prepared, not forcing it. Content to be present for the people that he has with me, for those who come across my path, for those who come across your path each day. Content. Content. 